Welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. So welcome to the Big Daily Blend, everybody. Today is January 25th, 2024, and that means it's National Florida Day. So pour yourself a glass of orange juice, or if you really want to celebrate the day, I say start with a mimosa. I'm just saying. But in Florida, you might even get a bushwhacker. Who knows? Um, Florida is just one of those amazing, amazing states. Nancy and I love it. We lived in Florida when we first got back to this country uh, from South Africa. And um, we love it because Florida has alligators. It has birds. It's got the ocean. It's got lagoons. And you can kayak. And we've got people on the show joining me today um, who know all about that. But uh, Florida, the name is Spanish for Land of Flowers. And it truly is. The state's nickname is Sunshine State. And it was admitted to the Union as a 27th U.S. state on March 3rd, 1845. So you know what we're doing on March 3rd, right? We're going to revisit Florida again. We're going to have to because we never stop, you know, producing content about Florida. Neither do our experts and guests here on Big Blend Radio. So today I had to call in our good friends here. We've got Dr. Diane Dobry. Uh, she is the publisher of GettingHungary.com and HungarianAquarian.com, and she's a travel writer, food, wine travel writer, and a memoirist, and a podcaster, and usually on the show, she's talking about Hungary in some way, but today, we're talking about Florida with her, because she lives in Central Florida, so welcome back, Diane, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing good, I'm wishing we were in some sunshine right now, but yeah, you know, that's, welcome we all to come and the- visit. <laughs> Oh, we're going to be visiting soon. I'm serious. Um, but you know, I, you know, this, there's a beauty of snow. There really is, but I do understand the term snowbirds right now. And <laughs> I've done this every time we do the Midwest in the winter and I love the Midwest. So no one, I'm not knocking it, but I do understand snowbirds, sun seekers, those terms. And, um, yeah, Diane, have you lived in, in Florida for a long time? Cause aren't you in Orlando area? I'm in Orlando now. I've lived here for six years, but um, I originally came down because my parents were living here. I was working in New York and um, in Europe and um, needed a a place to transition between jobs. So I came down to check on my parents when they were in their 80s and um, they decided to move back north for some reason. And... um, so I said, okay, going back to Hungary, and and then I got a job offer in Orlando, so I came back, and um, I've been here through COVID and pre-COVID, and I, I was mm. surprised when we were talking about Florida, what what I could talk about. I was like, wow, I, I know a lot more about Florida than I thought I did. Well, you wrote for a paper, right, in Citrus County. Citrus County, I wrote for the Chronicle, and um, and I also did some writing for their um, Visitors Bureau and their um, Chamber of Commerce in Citrus County. So I wrote about the businesses, and then the, the paper said in the in the summertime I should write about day trips that people could take. So I wrote a little bit outside of Citrus County, where they could go, like the Kanapaha Botanical Gardens or Rainbow Springs for um, swimming. Or um, there, there's a real that was a really nice. Um, 
years before the theme parks, that was a uh, an attraction for people with animals and um, waterfalls, and it was very pretty. But in the, mm. when it was uh, around, but I, yeah. before we bring Katie on, I, I want to just can when you talk about Citrus County, can you give everyone an idea where Citrus County is for folks who have not been to Florida yet? Citrus County is on the Gulf Coast. It's um, north of Tampa, and it okay. is um, south of. Um, I'm trying to think what's north of that. Um, I there is a like when I was doing a story on bed and breakfasts, I had to go out of Citrus County at the time to um, a place called Inglis or Yankee Town, and there's a nice bed and breakfast there. But that's like. Oh, I've been through there. Now, so is that near Tallahassee or no? Not even that far north. It's near Dunellen, if you know Dunellen. Um, I'm trying to think what yeah. else is there. Leave, Le- Levy County. So Okay. Okay. So on the Gulf Coast side, but you're kind of going into the center too, right? So Yeah, like you wouldn't call it the nature coast. You would call it the... Um, oh, they Tallahassee. Yeah. So you're in that little... It's south there, of I... that. It's like where Wikiwachi, if you back in the day, yeah, yeah, those Wikiwachi, Wikiwachi is south of the mermaids, and um, but where the manatees are, there's you know, oh, Crystal River and that area. I yeah. love that whole area. And uh, Katie's piping in here. Katie Walls, Kathleen Walls, everyone. Uh, she is a travel writer as well. Both uh, Diane and Katie have been on our shows over the years, especially through our shows with the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association, IFTWA. But we just keep wanting to talk to each other. So, you know, here we are. Uh, but Ka- Katie, go to her website, katiewalls.com for her book. She's an author. And boy, has she written a bunch on Florida from, you know, ghosts and haunted things, crime to, um, actually what you can experience on the wild coast areas, like all the, the wilderness areas, which we're going to talk about. She has a great series and it is wild about Florida. She covers South Florida, Central Florida and North Florida. And, um, you can go to Katie Walls, it's K-A-T-Y, katiewalls.com, and also americanroads.net for her articles. But welcome back, Katie. How are you? Hi, I'm glad to be here with you always. It's always fun. It is. It is. We all just keep talking, and we always have new stuff to share, which is exciting. And I remember when you first came on the show, it was about Seminole County, I believe. The right. They, were talking, they call themselves Orlando North because they said when they go to conventions and say they're from Seminole County, everybody was thinking they were down near the Everglades and rather than just north of Orlando. Wow. That's an area okay. that has really boomed. At one time, there was hardly anything there. And now there's a, well, the zoo's been there all the time. There's a steamboat, a showboat that goes out, uh, breweries, all sorts of uh, breweries as a ghost tour. Um, oh, and the uh, Wakiva Springs Island, which is like a private resort. It's not private, but, you know, they only allow so many people, so you won't be overcrowded when you go there. And they have kayaking and swimming and canoeing and different res- restaurants, and, you know, it's just a good, fun place. I I love Florida because it just has this kind of like everybody gets to be who they are. Which There's so much don't variety. That's, that's why yeah. the different books, because, you know, when you're thinking Pensacola area and, and the Panhandle, it's a whole different world than when you get down into the Everglades and, and you know, even, yeah. even the wildlife 
which I featured a lot in the book, when you get up in the Panhandle, one of the fantastic places there is in Washington County. Uh, it's a wolf, uh, Seacrest Wolf uh, Reserve where you can actually go in with their They've been socialized. They're not domesticated. They are still wild wolves, but they're used to people. And you actually, it was kind of weird going in there and the wolves kind of put their nose right up to your face and uh, you pat them and they feel different than a dog. You know, you're, you're just conscious that this is not a big dog I'm with. But you know what? We have our, our friends just went there. Our friends who have the bed and breakfast up in, um, up in Asheville, the lion, the lion and the rose, right? And they're big mm-hmm. animal people. They just went there, and it just dawned on me. That's why I knew about it from you it's talking about it. It's an amazing place, and not too many yeah. people know about it, right? And they said that you know there was you couldn't see all the wolves, you know, because it's the same thing in uh, Julian, California, is where the Wolf Center is, and you really had to get down, and um, it's not a zoo, you know. It's this is different, and. Mm-hmm. Um, they have it's like conservation. Oh, even for elephants and llamas here. I mean, there's a lot of different animals in right. Florida that like different places you can go see them. Right. Yeah, there's there's rescues, and that's I think the thing. And I well, all I can say is our friend he, apparently one wolf just didn't care about everybody else, but wanted to just keep licking his face. So I'm just saying, I don't know what <laughs> he did. Like. What? What's on your face? What did you eat for breakfast? But that wolf wanted to lick his face and, and did. They want to. They did. They, they licked you too. You guys must have had breakfast. This is sort of a ritual of getting acquainted, like like dogs sniff at one another's butts. Yeah, they yeah. Well, they sniff at humans too, and they're very <laughs> social animals. They have well, their leader, the the leader of the pack, and everybody recognizes that this one's a leader, and the other ones. Follow his mm. footsteps, what he wants them to do. And well, like, get, get down into the Everglades, and that's the only place mm. in the United States where you'll find crocodiles. Exactly. I got a picture of one. Actually, mm. I got a picture of two different ones out there. The Everglades to me is probably that, that is the park I, I've probably shared with both of you, but, um, that is how we started our Love Your Park store going on the road. It was mm-hmm. because of a trip to, the Everglades, and um, I don't know, we just, we were at this conference doing a podcast on gardening at a gardening expo, and we just, and they said, oh, we'll fly you in and everything, and Nancy and I are like, you ain't flying us in, we're taking a road trip, what? <laughs> you can you can take care of our hotel rooms, we're going, we're going on, we're going on a road trip, and you know, the country was at a different space, this is 2008, you know, everything had kind of Things were not good in the country. Mm-hmm. And we just realized, like, this is one thing we have that is cost effective is our parks and public lands for families mm-hmm. to go to. And we aren't, um, our whole thing is to connect the communities to the parks and for the, the visitors to have, it's responsible tourism, right? So we have a light footprint and we just went through, we saw a lot of things on our way from we drove from Tucson, you know, to there and back and took different routes. And, you know, Florida was our old stomping grounds, too. So it was cool. And we just looked at each other and we we're like, we need to, you know, we've done all these shows on parks and, and issues because parks are facing drilling, uh, oil, all kinds of stuff, mining, fracking, you name it. And we've been doing all these shows, beating your head against the wall. But until you actually go in the communities, you're just beating your head against the wall. and the reality is Florida has 
some of the most amazing natural wonders. It, I do feel like, uh, like the whole Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, and all of that, uh, Louisiana, I feel like we're back in Africa because you have bayous. I know you don't call them that in Florida, but you do. And well, you in have, Louisiana, you've got the bayous. Yeah, the bayous. That's where our first kayaking thing in yeah. the was bayous. And yeah, that was smart. Yeah, with little snakes and stuff and gators. Heck yeah, why not? But but that's the thing. You have everything, you know, for birders, this is like a paradise. Oh, yeah. The flowers and the plants. That When they call it the land of flowers, I get it. I mean, we saw bromeliads and trees in the Everglades in January in bloom. Like what? We saw wild orchids in the swampy yes, areas. I, amongst just, I got a picture of one of those ones. It's so mm. beautiful. It's amazing. They're so rare. Yeah. Diane, for you, what is it about Florida other than warm temperatures, right? That, that kind of gets you like happy to live there because, you know, it's, I, I think you're a very multicultural, like multiculturally open-minded person from all the conversations we've had. So I'm wondering if it's part that part warm. Well, mar- I lived nature. in New York most of my life and, you know, I, yeah, that's after I was on my own and I had to shovel snow I thought I was going to drop dead in the driveway and I was so (laughs) happy I'm just so happy in Florida that you know it'll be February and I'm thinking wait what month is it June May you know because it feels (laughs) like like a nice comfortable warm dry um summer and it's it's actually February so what what I also like is that there's you know, I used to say I, I like visiting Florida, but I would never live here. And when I got here and started living here, I thought, well, it's just going to be a dearth of cultural experiences. And it was totally, right. totally not that at all. I mean, I, I usher at the um, there's this Bach Festival Orchestra in Winter Park at Rollins College. And I, I'm an usher for those concerts and I get to see them for free. I used to pay for the seats and then I found out if you if you're an usher and you hand out the programs and help people to their seats you can watch the show for free so I do that from time to time they have a February um festival and then they have you know I also when I wrote for Citrus County paper I found out about all the strawberry festivals and the blueberry festivals and um Ooh, you know that's then a good point wildlife um, for in Homosassa Springs has the, you know, wildlife preserve with the manatees and birds and um, mm. hippos and stuff. So Ooh. it's just there's so much to see. But and then where I live in Winter Park area is there's colleges. There's like Rollins College, University of Central Florida, Full Sail, where I teach, you know, public relations and journalism, and um, they have all kinds of activities there because they do filmmaking and video game design um, at the college. And, wow. Um, wow. I, I think you bring up something really important with the strawberries and the blueberries, because that's the, I remember a couple of years back we went, you know, so folks first listening, Nancy and I travel, my mom and I travel full time across the country, documenting parks and public lands. And uh since COVID, we started pet sitting and it's not a money-making thing. That's not what it's about at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do is we go to our parks and play in swamps and then we go work um, and get all of our work done 
for the podcasts and the magazines uh, by pet sitting. And we love it because we're animal people. And um, anyway, so we went to a sit in Tampa. It was one of our first pet sits. I got giddy excited. I went, fresh produce, fresh produce. I couldn't wait. I got all giddy about Florida and produce. And that was a thing because you pretty much have like a good agricultural scene in Florida. Yeah, farm markets in every town practically. Almost year round, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, year wow. round. Where where are you, Katie? Where are you located? I'm like in further north in Diane. I'm just south of Jacksonville and just west oh. of St. Augustine. And nice. that's what's causing our Clay County to begin growing. We finally got a CBB of our own. And it's what's happening is that St. Augustine rents are through the roof. People can't afford it. And likewise, Jacksonville's focusing on tourism now. And incidentally, St. Augustine is going to get a carousel back again. Remember five years ago, they used to have one at the park and now mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty sure they're going to get the new one back. And there's also a question that St. Augustine may get the African American, uh, history museum. Mm-hmm. That's still up in the air as to who's going to get it, but. I think St. Augustine's got a really good shot. But mm. anyway, I'm, I'm sort of right in the L. And what's happening is the people that's working in the hotels and the tourism business in both of those counties are living in Clay County because they can't afford to live in Duval or St. John's. And we're mm. beginning to grow because of that, which is good mm. and bad. We're getting more traffic, which I don't like. <laughs> but we're also yeah. getting more restaurants. We've got really nice Mexican restaurants opened up here a while back and we're hey jacksonville listen i know jacksonville is big on sports because you got like a some kind of oh my god the jaguars are everything yeah that's a big deal but but jacksonville don't don't let sports overpower jacksonville has more parks than any other city in florida well and and they have some of the nicest rest areas on the highway right. by the way and and this is the and most beautiful important they've got thing. a couple of state parks no this is the most important thing about jacksonville the number one most important thing swear to god this is it <laughs> derek trucks and susan tedeschi live there <laughs> so what? Derek what? trucks the guitarist and susan tedeschi that is you know Singer blues the, the Tedeschi uh, Susan and uh, the Tedeschi Trucks a band. Um, uh, Derek Trucks played with the Allman Brothers for and listen the oh, Allman wow. Brothers. Oh yes, this, yes. yes um, when when I lived in the Panhandle, I played with one of the bass players. Oh uh, mm-hmm. God, uh, for uh, the Allman Brothers. Anyway, and I didn't know who the Allman Brothers were. I was fresh out of Africa. I didn't know what I was doing, but and I was young and dumb. But I learned, um, but he was after everybody, you know, he was uh, like a fill-in bass player. But um, anyway, yeah, so uh, Derek Trucks, to me, is one of the top guitarists in in the world. And Susan Tedeschi is one of the most amazing blues singers. She's like, you know, like the younger sister of Bonnie Raitt. And um, the two of them, you know, met and toured and, and eventually said, well, you know, we love each other, get married, and then why don't we just create a big family band? So they have a big family band. They have one of the biggest bands, you know, of, of singers, uh, horn sections, you name it. And it's, I mean, I, I just, I want to go to their house. I've emailed them. <laughs> Can I come over? Cause they have like a swamp in their backyard and stuff and they're really cool recording studio. And, um, I really love their band. And, um, so, you know, Katie, can you just go? 
get me that that um opening please since you're not so far from them <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go knock on their gate I know. <laughs> one of the one of the homes that they lived in is our bed and breakfast so you could probably really? go stay there it i want to go see them i want to hang out with them in their house in the van yeah. oh, oh i wonder if it's maybe that's one of their homes as like Oh, I wonder if it's the one that I was looking at with it's it's so hippy dippy cool, you know? It's like it's it's bohemian, not hippie. Like, you know, worldly. Cool. Like, you know, global, global vibes. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, okay. See, Florida has a lot of music. Now, you know, I know we're supposed to only talk about wild things, you know, but let's talk music because that's wild, Katie. What that's about the music too. scene? Um, I know a lot of great bands and musicians from florida dave kersner's been on our show a gazillion times and the cravens the livacies uh, livacies um oh my god i i just that's off the top of my head uh, well, i've been all a, into the history but not so much the modern ones but one of the interesting things uh, the Lennon skinner band actually clay uh-huh. county is where they started off and uh, where their studio was tailhouse is it's now a gated subdivision and the, the studio is long gone. But the one of his favorite restaurants, Ronnie Van Zandt's favorite restaurant is Whitey's Fish Camp. And it's just a nice little average kind of mm. fish camp place. You can go get great seafood. It's, you know. Oh, and, is, and is big the ba- Bang the Band. Bang the Band was arguably the very first heavy metal band in the world right after Ozzy Osbourne and they met Ozzy Osbourne and they got started out of Daytona beach. They're from Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and they came down to, to Daytona and they got stoned and ended up taking over someone's spot at a big festival and just walked on stage and took it, <laughs> took it and got, well, they got Daytona gets wild during Mike week for sure. It was something around that time frame. I mean, we were talking the seventies and then, oh my gosh, there's so much history of musicians that have been through. Florida's got, I think, more live music and where you are, Diane, uh, Orlando. I mean, I don't think there, when we lived in Florida and I don't think there was any night that you could not find live music in Florida anywhere, but Orlando. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, I'm I'm really not into the music scene here, but I have a friend, the the woman who was my reference for getting my job. She and I were in junior high school together up in Long Island, and she kept telling how she had this job here, and I kept saying, "Can you be my reference so I can get a job?" Well, she was married to a musician, ended up, you know, they ended up having a um, very amicable divorce. But she married a guy from his band who's like 20 years younger than him. And, and she's got, she just knows every band from in Orlando and she'll name them all. And I'm like, I have no idea who they, who these bands are, but she's, she's big into it. So it must be pretty. pretty Is it, it, I think it's, you know, there's, you know, so much about, like I was saying, there's, it's such a, diverse collection of people it, it's biodiverse in nature diverse in history right because of the people and so there's all these venues i mean i remember going yeah. out and having cocktails out on the river st john's river when we first got here we lived out in port st Lucie, and we uh-huh. lived there. the indian river not st john's excuse me the indian mm-hmm. river we lived right on the river 
And we went out. It was like we had just been in the country for a week, got a place to live, jobs, all of it. And down the street, no kidding, from where we lived, we walked. And I, you, you remember Sam and Dave, the, the, the R&B band, Sam and Dave? I know the name, yeah. They sound familiar. I couldn't tell you what they did. Hold on. I'm coming. The soul man. You know, okay. the yep. soul man, right? Soul um, man. Yeah. So one of them were performing. The one is passed on, and uh, I'm messing it up on who it was. But um, one of them was performing. And um, I'm just looking it up right now to make sure it was him. It was. It was Sam Moore. And um, he got mad because people were talking or something. And he got mad at everybody. And then there was a bar brawl. And that was my introduction to America. <laughs> and, I can, and But what was amazing is you were right on the river. You know, there's all these, you don't have to see like the big bands like Derek Trucks and everything, but the live music scene, you can go have a cocktail or, you know, happy hour or dinner and see a live band almost anywhere, I think, in Florida. There's a lot of music here, yeah. And Um, we had Timmy Buffett. I mean, he just passed away. He was pure Florida music. The Keys. Now, have either of you been down to the Keys? Oh, yes. I've never been down to the Keys. Oh, well, Katie, we go, fill us go in. to the Schooner Wolf Ball when you go down there and get them to tell you the story behind it. Oh, is it a ghost story? <laughs> no, no, no. It's for once it's not. The people, it's a couple of Swiss or Swedish, I forget where they're from. But anyway, they were just working in regular wine. She was a bartender. And somehow or another, uh, somebody for a tip gave her a dog. <laughs> And when they opened their first little ball, schooner ball, schooner walk ball, uh, the the ball was a piece of door or wood across a couple of filing cabinets. Mm-hmm. And the, the top drawer liquor was in the top drawer of the filing cabinet. <laughs> and the ball now it lets dogs. So if you go there with your dog, you can bring your dog right into the ball. And there's a Jimmy Buffett style kind of band playing out in the courtyard all the time. And they serve up cheeseburgers. Well, I think, you know, a bowl of water along with your drink, too. I love that. And they have what Ernest Hemingway's place. um, Oh, yeah. He has the cats, the six toed cats. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. You might see them any place. I mean, they just roam free around there. The Dry Tortugas National Park. And I'll, uh, for listeners, um, we will have links to podcasts that we've done on Florida for, <laughs> I don't know how big a playlist can get, but um, part of it is artist interviews that we've done with artists and residents in Dry Tortugas National Park and the National Parks Arts Foundation. And listen, both of you are writers, so you need to, to you should apply. I'm just saying. Um, for it's for artists, writers, poets, musicians, anybody in the arts, right? Hmm. Um, you apply. And it's about, and you have to go through the jury. It's one of those kind of deals. But, and if you don't get it the first time, you try again. But they have this, and I'm not saying do this one particularly, but because you have to have two people with you to do it. So maybe if you have two people, then go for it. And you are on, and their residencies are one month long. Is that the island that's off the the, um, panhandle? There's an island that you live 
No, no, no. It's not the panel. It's Dry Tortugas National Park. So in the Keys, and it's Loggerhead Key, and not none of the park visitors can get there. You you have mm-hmm. to be take. You actually have to go through hurricane training and all of that through FEMA. Wow. <laughs> and you are off key. You bring your groceries in for a month. Like, I don't know. They're going to have to have a whole boat for our wine. So I don't know how we yeah, would right. do it. It sounds interesting. Yeah, but you live that in Hontoon, the resort. Hontoon Island, uh, you can camp on the island there. And you have, yeah. you have to get out my boat. You well, can. this one, this one, you, yeah, you have all the boating things. This one is just like the researcher unit. And it's where they do all the sea turtles. So you stay in the oh. researcher's cabins. It's off grid. So oh, everything's yeah. solar. No. No social media, no cell phone, none of that stuff. No right? Wi-Fi. Oh my gosh. Oh my I That's like this, a marathon, isn't it? Dry Tortuga. It's going to be a little bit off of that. Yeah, I'm going to say dry wherever Dry Tortugas National Park is. Yeah. You go marathon. In, I think is the one that has the the, the sea turtle refuge. Or was no, it, this is no. this is Dry Tortugas National Park, but it's where the artisan residents go and live off grid for a month. And photograph, film, write, do whatever they do. And the interviews are so fascinating because they've been through, some have been through hurricanes. Some have been through, um, you know, the sea, baby sea turtles coming in, but it's where the public are not allowed. And you get to be there as a, a creative person to be part of this, which I think, you know, it's a way of showing the world because you can't have everybody trample everything in the world. You right. can't. You know, and this is this unique way of taking the park outside the park into people's lives. And so, and dry tortugas, I want to go and apparently Fort Jefferson at the park, um, is haunted and has scorpions. I don't know, but I've just heard that it's haunted. (laughs) The scorpions will. Well, I have to go to the ghosts because, you know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to, but you know, we're going to do that in in fall, right? You know, we're going to do more. But yeah. since Katie has written so many books, uh, so everybody, number one, Wild About Florida. She's got the three areas of Florida covered. But Katie's written so many books. And uh, also you, Diane, with your podcast, uh, everyone can go there to uh, HungarianAquarian.com. And I know you've interviewed Katie before, but let's go into one kind of haunted thing or anything like that. Diane, do you have any experience of anything haunted in Florida, then I want to go to Katie because I know she's she's <laughs> that could be a whole other podcast. But well, I wrote a um, an article for the paper for the Citrus County Chronicle about haunted citrus. I kept bugging them, like, "Can I write about it? Can I write about it?" And and I got people to tell me stories because a lot of them were like, "Well, I I don't know, I don't believe it, but this is what happened." And you know, I also belonged to a um, new age group where a lot of people were mediums and psychics and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing so they had stories of of uh ghostly places there's um um i'm trying to remember the restaurant it's in inverness um i keep thinking it's mccoy's but i don't know if that's the name of it but that's haunted they believe i mean even the cashiers were like you know we've been here alone and, and you know different things at the table the tables were all set and they come back in the morning and the tables are all messed up and things on the floor. And, and then there was one, um, where there was a little boy who, uh, drowned near the place and that was in Homosasa. And, and they see, um, a little boy 
in that area. Ooh. Um, Ooh. And there's a store right in Crystal River where I guess there was, um, they sell different, different kinds of household things and just gift type things. And this woman was, um, she, she was a customer there, but she died. And so they were selling some of her stuff in the store and, um, somebody was in the back room looking at kitchen stuff and they're like, you know, oh, there's this older woman in the back who, I think she's, I think the woman came up to the desk and said, did you know you have a ghost here? There's a woman in the back who's kind of transparent looking at the kitchen stuff. And it was this woman who had been their customer looking at her kitchen stuff in the store. And um yeah. Whoa. So those kinds of things. I haven't experienced a ghost in Florida myself, but only in New York and Hungary and um I don't know, hmm. other places. Well, Katie, what about you? St. Augustine. Every, just about every place in St. Augustine. And the, the closest I came to experiencing anything there, uh, this is many years back, probably about 40 years maybe ago, uh, the mission denied, uh, mission church on, you know, in St. Augustine, for some reason the floor seemed to erupt up. Not like a sinkhole, but coming up rather than down. And the church just shut it down and closed it off and kind of passed it off as, you know, some sort of an engineering thing. But at the time, I was working real estate property management with Watson, and another realtor had a piece of property where he'd had the same sort of thing happen. And I went out to the church, and of course, if you've been out to the Mission de Nombre, the doors are glass. And I put the camera right up against there, and I snapped, snapped, snapped a whole bunch of pictures. And I got a whole bunch of orbs, and they couldn't have been dust motes because they would, you know, not in relation to one another. They were moving around. I mean, if you've got dust modes, they'll all be the same relationship yeah. to one another. So this was definitely something there. Oh, that's wild. But that, that's they wild. Never, But every place, St. Augustine is just filled with ghost stories. What about Cass- the Cassidy- lighthouses? Yeah. The medium town where there's oh uh, Casadega, yes, I have been to Casadega a couple of times. The yeah. hotel, the one time when I was working on the ghost book, and I went there, and the lady that I was talking to was a medium. She Carol, and I don't remember her last name, but she was telling me all kinds of stories of things that would happen. There was a little girl, there was a nun, and there actually there were two little girls not related to one another. And apparently the nun who was not related all passed away at different times, but it was sort of like the nun was kind of mothering these two little girls. She would, they'd be seen together a lot. And there was one really interesting story she told about, oh, this couple came there with a little boy and the little boy was seeing, and I don't remember if the child he was seeing was a little boy or a little girl, but apparently the spirit followed the little boy home and he was singing oh. after he got home. It was kind of a strange story. Well, the, wow. the uh, lighthouse in St. Augustine is haunted. I know. The light- they- yes. Uh, that's children. It, one of the, the things, again, talking about something that, that happened, actually people could document one of the clerks in the lighthouse store, the gift, little gift shop, uh, she said she was the one who closed up that night and they had put out all these little toys and they had all set them up in a nice display. She was the one who opened the next morning and no one else could have been in there 
when she opened, all of the toys moved around. And two of the, actually three of the ghosts that are there, there were two little white girls and a little black girl who were drowned when they were building, I think, the second lighthouse. Because this is about the third lighthouse there because the, the ocean was coming in closer and they had to move it and build it. Wow. And um, they were, I think they think it might have been the three little girls. And then people going up in the tour smell, it smells cigar smoke a lot too mm. when no smoking in there. There's something about lighthouses and Florida has, said, yeah, they have they an energy to them. Yeah. They're kind of they're, creepy. <laughs> yeah, they are. But you know, Florida has this mystical, you know, it's like the South, you know, like I, I, Southern fiction, I'm in. And oh my gosh, speaking of Southern fiction, I'm going to have to look up this one book. Turns, it's actually one of my most, I think one of my favorite books I've ever read. Um, but it, it, when it gets into what it was like, you've got to think about what it was like living there and then the, the homesteaders in Florida. Now, I always look at that. Like I look at where we at, we're at right now in Joseph, Oregon, and driving through some parts of Oregon, going, "How the heck did people settle this in this weather? How did they do this?" Well, in Florida, you had swamps, and you had, you know, and there's that there's that Spanish moss, which is romantic, magical, mystical, and then you go, "It's giving me the creepies." You know what I mean? And and don't touch it because you'll get the the chiggers, right? Don't touch the that don't Chickers touch the and Sp- yeah don't touch um, the spanish moss right but um there is a, there's something about it that gives you that mystical like i don't know it's it's even hiking through there it's it's a huge I, it attracts me so much i don't know if it's just so much like africa for me but when hiking like in places like st marks wildlife refuge merritt island there's open areas and all of a sudden you're in a forest and that's where I think people don't realize that Florida has these swampy areas these beautiful beaches but they have like different oh. kinds of vegetation like they have forest yeah. and then there's forest like Cape <laughs> Canaveral and the, seashore is a good idea. Hmm? the thing that always amazes me about my Cape Canaveral the Merritt Island Wildlife you went there, there's one road that you can look down and see into the space. I mean, the most primitive kind of life there is in Florida, and yet you can look at the most technologically advanced place in Florida, right down that road. But if you, the most the strangest feeling is if you're in camping in Big Cypress Swamp, and you go out at night and you ride down Loop Road, and during the day the alligators are all just lying there real still, not moving. But when you go in there at night, it's there's no lights. Loop Road is 20-something miles of nothing but swamp. And you stop your car, and you take your flashlight, and you shine it anywhere because you got water on all sides of you. There's nothing but red-eyed alligators. You see these red eyes moving all around the, the water just really fast. They're out there hunting. And I they make... Go I ahead. have a friend who does adventure eco-tours, and... She does them, she says they're at night, you know, they have those phosphorescent, blue phosphorescent things. So you go out in a boat or a, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a canoe or a kayak and you see the the phosphorescent lights coming from the water. Um, but there was also another tour I was thinking of. Too. Where was that? Where is that, Diane? What the area? PK, um, I'm just trying to see. I think she's on the East Coast. 
BK Adventure Tours, and she she used to be doing my job, and she left because she was doing so many tours. She does tours all in the Philippines and Indonesia area, but she was mm. started doing, and I don't know exactly where they are, but I do have it's b it's info at bkadventure dot com. Um, is mm. their email address? I should probably look that up and find out for you. Um, wow, but that's but that's really cool to be able to see the phosphorus things at night. Um, that's something you know you don't really see that often. I think you can see it in like New Zealand and places like that, but that's a very unique adventure. Um, yeah, the bioluminescence bio tour. Well that done. That's fantastic. I'm glad somebody else can pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think what I'm very curious about your books, you know, Katie, looking at Wild About Florida, I mean, you've got three books that really, you really cover it. What people and I can divided it into the three because each, I mean, as I said, when you get down in the Everglades area, that's a whole completely different world than when you're up there in, in, the, in the north. And right. Your, your wildlife is different. I mean, the beaches even are different. Yeah, and the birds are different. Oh, I mean, yes. the food, even the food, even the food changes up. You know, you get more bushwhackers in the panhandle than you do in the Everglades. But then mm-hmm. over there, you'll, you'll get something else, you know. Um, Carabelle uh, used to be able to get bushwhackers. Carabelle's beautiful. Um, I can't remember what you call them, but they're little. They're between a, a lobster and a shrimp. They're little, bigger than a shrimp, but smaller than a lobster. And there's not enough of them to be a commercial crop. But Carabelle in the in the Panhandle area, in there. I love Carabelle. Yes, me too. But uh, that's where once some of the restaurants there will just buy them from the local fishermen, and you can get them in. They're really delicious. And like Titusville, yeah. you've got rock shrimp, the uh, Dixie Dino in Titusville. Mm. If you're ever going through there, stop at Dixie Diner, whatever you do, and mm. they'll serve you rock shrimp, which you don't see, you know, mm. hardly anywhere else. Diane, what about you for food? Do you have any favorite places? Well, I um, I do. I have a lot of places in Winter Park that I like, but I am kind of partial to bakeries because when I first moved here, I'm like, where are all the bakeries? And mm-hmm. now I see like there's this one in, in Winter Park called the Glass Knife and almost oh, across um, Orlando Avenue from that or Mills Avenue. Where it may have be Mills Avenue at that point is uh, Paris Baguette, which is everything is like puff pastry. <laughs> so that's I'm really uh, I enjoy that. But mm. um, yeah, I, I used to love the to the ahi tuna all the restaurants served ahi tuna and then i found out i'm allergic to tuna so (laughs) i can't eat it anymore but um i'm just looking this up it's the indian river lagoon for the bioluminescence tours oh wonderful wonderful wow so that's kind of where we wow we weren't that far from it then the indian river is amazing i remember sitting at night and watching huge stingrays come in you know at night because we were so close to the beach you know, we were that right at the river, the the beach and the river confluence, and that was amazing to see those big critters. But before we go, ladies, uh, I mean, we could talk all day about Florida, couldn't we? I know, oh, Katie, you've, ri- you've written the Bible of Florida. Why don't you just write a Florida book? 
The manatees and the dolphins, those are all just such amazing creatures. Yeah. I want to, I want to ask each of you, and this is a hard question because I can't answer it myself either. And, and I don't know why I'm asking this, but just in for this episode, because I know we're going to do another one in March. Mm -hmm. Um, one word that describes your happiness about Florida. I guess I would say natural. Mm. So much of nature. Mm. What I about like you? The weather. It's it's <laughs> all, except for this year. It's been like the weather has been almost perfect, like all year round, except summer is too hot. But oh, then we hit last week was terrible here. We hit down to twenty nine. Well, but that's a rarity, though. You know. <laughs> It, it's a rarity, but I, I hope the citrus farmers got their heating out, you know. I hope they keep that. Yeah, because they have good fruit. You know, it's just yeah. a nice outdoor experience. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the bike path, a 46-mile bike path, um, hiking and bike path, and uh, the Withlacoochee Trail and the Withlacoochee Forest. You know, there's horseback riding. There's all kinds of outdoor stuff to do. Beaches. I I don't even get to the beach yet because I'm in Central Florida. But yeah, you know, I'm just gonna say golf, <laughs> I'm just gonna use the word diversity because that means nature, people, history, yeah. everything. That's, I think I'll use the word diversity. Thing. Yeah, that and, is, and diverse experiences. Diverse experiences in the Sunshine State. It is beautiful. And I thank you both for joining us on the special National Florida Day celebration because Florida rocks. And, uh, you know, this is not just celebrate Florida today. Um, this is something that, you know, please enjoy this, at, you know, any time of year. Enjoy Florida any time of year. Have fun in Florida. And uh, everyone keep up with Katie. Go to katiewalls.com. All the links are in the show notes, but just giving it out anyway. So it's K-A-T-Y, katiewalls.com. For her books, you'll see all the haunted ones and the wild ones. She's wild. And also go to AmericanRoads.net for her travel writing. You can keep up with Diane, Dr. Diane Dobry. Go to GettingHungary.com and also HungarianAquarian.com. And, and I have some the- more Discovery Days, D-A-Z-E, is, um, oh. .com is where I write about Florida and other Oh, that's right. Discovery Days. That's right. Mm -hmm. Discovery, D-A-Z-E dot com. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Very cool. Very cool. That's a good one for everyone to follow. And of course, keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. We thank you all for joining us. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. you. Enjoyed it. Thank you. I've always enjoyed it. It's always fun and good people to talk to. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at BigBlendRadio.com.